0: Hello? Is this thing on? Are you all still with me after that last episode? Well, thanks for coming back. Welcome to Wrestling With Cards. I'm your host, Zan. So on the last episode of the Wrestling With Cards podcast, I talked about how sometimes it can be really difficult to deal with wrestling card collectors on different levels. But on today's episode, we're going to turn the tables and we're going to talk about how sometimes sports cards collectors, the traditional stick and ball sport collectors can be really hard to deal with and have a different mindset than us wrestling card collectors. The sports card collectors and dealers bring a whole new set of problems to the table that us wrestling fans have to deal with unfortunately. But before we get into that topic it's sure to be another controversial one once again and alienate possibly the rest of the listening audience, here are a few ways you can help show your support for my content. We'll run through this real quick. The easiest thing you can do is whatever you're listening to this on, hit that subscribe button, and leave me a review if you like it, if you dislike it. I'm all about constructive criticism and feedback to help me do a better job of putting these podcasts out. Make sure to check out my YouTube channel, Wrestling With Cards. That's the original place for my wrestling card content. Just search Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, you'll find it. Hit that subscribe button and check out all the videos. If you want more wrestling card podcast information for your ears and mind, check out the Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcast. Myself and Tony Vela from WrestlingTradingCards.com. Each week we get together dropping an episode every Wednesday talking all things wrestling cards. You won't want to miss that. That one is also available on all popular podcast platforms. So just search Worlds Collide Wrestling Card Podcast. I'm sure you'll find it. Hit that subscribe button. If you would like to help contribute to my content that I'm putting out everywhere monetarily, there are several ways you can do that. First off, check out Wrestling With Cards on Patreon. As little as a dollar a month helps contribute to buying equipment and all the extra things and time that go into putting out content. You can get your name in the credits of the videos. There's additional tiers you can get to get bonus content and much more. Check out my eBay store, Beastmo Collectibles, where I've got wrestling cards and sports cards as little as $1.50 shipped out the door. Can't buy much for a dollar these days, so I've got Patreon and eBay to help compensate for that and give you, the community members and listeners of this show, something back. I'm available on all social platforms pretty much at ZanMorning. Whatever you're on, I'm sure you can find me on there. Uh, Feel free to tag me anything, uh, ask questions on there, give feedback on the podcast, share the podcast. Again, that's the best way that we can continue to grow the hobby pie and grow the wrestling audience of card collecting is to continue spreading the word for content creators. And of course, buying me a coffee, links are down there. You can keep me caffeinated to keep these podcasts coming out as well as the videos. So I've narrowed today's discussion down to three talking points that I find difficult when dealing with traditional sports card dealers and collectors as a wrestling card collector. But I also managed to sneak in a few positive talking points, shedding some light on sports card collectors and dealers when it comes to trying to actually obtain wrestling cards from them, maybe not so much the mainstream hobby sports cards or the you know big cards they have in their showcase. Maybe they don't care as much about wrestling, but you do. So maybe these are some tips that can help you as well. So here we go. Profit and sales over everything. This seems to be the most common mindset I see from the typical sports card dealer and collector. Everything they do is about the money, the transactional mindset. How much is this card worth? What are the comps? What kind of percentage can I make on this? Will this card 10x in a few months? These seem to always be the narrative for the typical sports card collector, at least the majority that I've ran into. Not all, but most. And I've stated before, and I'm sure I'll state it again in this episode, there are people out there that this is their business, this is their job, this is how they provide for their family. And when you kind of take that approach to it, it's hard to criticize what they're doing. Can it be frustrating for us as collectors trying to get those cards? Absolutely. But we also have to understand that it is their business and it's their right. It's a free country. They're allowed to make money however they see fit. That being said, I have worked with many dealers and flippers that had some wrestling cards or bulk lots that were able to get them to me at a heck of a deal. Whether that's because they didn't care about wrestling or they were just looking to move a bunch of lower end bulk that they didn't have time for. That maybe they weren't the cards that, you know, were the big ticket, shiny, fancy, slabbed, mainstream hobby headline cards. So this is actually a positive for the sports card guys that you can sometimes take advantage of as a wrestling card collector. They just want to move stuff all the time, constantly flipping, moving, trying to take profit where they can. So there's opportunity to get the stuff that they don't want in your favor, especially if they don't know as much about the product. Uh, Last week, I talked about how Oftentimes, wrestling card collectors are just, you know, from my cold, dead hands with their cards sometimes. And the sports card guys are completely different. So just something that is favorable if there's a traditional sports card dealer out there, you know, or a local card shop or someone on Twitter or Instagram that maybe they mainly post sports, but all of a sudden you see a Select Gold or a Prism, you know, whatever, and that's something you want. You may actually be able to get that at a better deal than you would, unfortunately, if you were trying to get that from a traditional wrestling card collector. Now let's talk about many people that are into the sports cards that don't seem to care about the actual collector. Now let me explain on this. I do think the whole, quote, true collector elitism that has been going on in the last few months has really gone overboard. But that's a whole nother topic for another episode. What I do find irritating, though, is when sometimes... Someone will approach them, you know, them being the dealer or the seller, they find this grail card they've been looking for, they've got a story behind it, Uh, they're trying to get it on Instagram, whatever it is, only to have the dealer or the holder of that card not being willing to negotiate or open to trades, etc. To me, that is a very quick way to lose a customer for life, regardless of what card it is that they have for sale and how bad the buyer wants it. It just really leaves a bad taste in people's mouths, especially those ones trying to get the cards. What if that person is newer to the hobby and they encounter too many people that have this mindset too quickly, the profit over everything people in our hobby? And then maybe the collector on the other end of that failed transaction says, you know what? I'm getting sick of this. I can't get any of the cards I want. Nobody's willing to negotiate on anything. If this is what the hobby is all about, then I'm out. Think about that the next time you're approached by someone that has a story or a reasoning behind the cards they want that you have that you're trying to sell. And lastly, I want to talk about how the traditional sports car guys don't understand the products. We saw this most recently with WWE Prism Breaks. That's kind of where the boom started, where we started seeing a lot of people with a lot of product that don't know what they're doing and don't know what they're talking about. Guys out there that just came in to make a buck. Now, again, I get it. They're allowed to do that, especially if it's ran as a business. Regardless of what we want to think about this, they don't care about anything but profit. That's the model, and that is okay. But some of the breakers out there were turning their wrestling card breaks and their streams into comedy night. And what I mean by that is while many people pointed out how badly that they were pronouncing the wrestlers' names because they had no idea who they were, what really got me was how they were freaking out over certain polls. And those polls, well, let's just say they weren't exactly big-ticket items. They were just treating them as such. For example, maybe they pull a green retail prism of Robert Rude, And they go, oh, what a hit, what a hit! You know, and they're shaking and screaming and doing the sound effects. And, you know, maybe if it was like a one-of-one one rock, okay. But something like that, you know, not really that sought-after of a card. Not really that rare. But yet they were treating it as such because sometimes that's how the sports card equivalent would work. But it wasn't that way with wrestling cards. And they just did not understand that. I mean, it truly was just embarrassing To hear some of these clowns doing stuff like that. And again, I stated there are similarities between traditional sports cards and wrestling cards, but they're not exactly the same. A silver prism rookie card in WWE Prism is not going to sell like a top silver prism rookie card in NBA or NFL. But like I've said, if they're only out here to make the money, sales, and it's their job, that's okay. They are truly giving opportunities to the wrestling card collectors to maybe get some cool cards to add to their collection out of these breaks for a fraction of the cost of what it would take if they were to go out and start searching for these singles on the secondary market. I just wish they would stick to their own clown shows within the sports card world because a lot of people apparently like that, and me, well, not so much. Don't bring those shady tactics, dare I say carny tactics, into the carny world of wrestling cards. What do you think about today's topic? I would love to hear your feedback. Let me know on social media. Again, I'm pretty much available on all popular podcast platforms. Make sure you share this show. Tag me in it. Let everybody out there that collects sports cards or wrestling cards, let them know about this podcast. Again, just trying to continue to grow the listener base. And don't forget to check the show notes of this episode for all of the links to the ways that you can help show your support to my content to keep putting out these episodes. I greatly appreciate your support. And thank you for spending your free time listening to this episode today to hear what I have to say about wrestling cards, sports cards, and the hobby. Until next time, keep collecting, keep having fun, we'll see ya.